Nice. Um, okay, Tyler, so we've got this. some seltzer for you. Yummy. This one, dragon, dragon granadilla and prickly lime. The granadilla one. Stunning. And you, Brad? Whatever there's more of. That's two, two. Uh, give me granadilla. I had lime earlier. Oh, we stuck with these. <laughs> Lovely. I feel like we need to do some ASMR shit. Oh, yeah, no, you have to open it like nice wine, Jared. Thank you, Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do a little. Wait, I can't, guys. I have nails on. I'll do it for you. For you. <laughs> oh, cost of beauty. I'll pass me that one. You take that one. I'll have this one. Thank you. Gorgeous. Not sponsored. Mm-hmm. Very much sponsored. Definitely it's sponsored. Gorgeous. Very much sponsored. Got Brooks all over me. Nice. Oh. Have a Brooks. Have a Brooks. Okay, mm. Kyra's keeping an eye on camera. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Kaya Cast. Today, uh, I'm joined by Jared, a introductory member of the Kaya team. We got Kyra on the pod for the first time ever. <laughs> She's been behind the the camera and the interface for the last little while, but she's finally on the pod. Welcome, Yay. Kyra. And our guest today is the talented, the lovely Tyler Page. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Kaya cast. Thank, Thank you, you for, for coming and, and, and spending time with us. I really no, appreciate it. I'm so excited. It. I'm even more excited now. I know. Now, <laughs> we, have, yeah. now we have Brooks. <laughs> I did my display thing wrong. I like to start this off by getting you to introduce yourself in the context of how would you like to be introduced by someone if they were introducing you before you went on stage, but as a person, not just, you know, the basic artist intro, how would you like to be introduced? Who actually, is Tyler Page? You know, Tyler Page is actually, I'm not going to say no one's special. <laughs> Maybe that's just how I consider everyone's myself. Special. Yeah, and everyone's special, special, but I consider myself like like a normal person. Like I'm not, I don't know. I don't consider myself as, oh my God, that's Tyler Page. Like mm. take a photo of me. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't take a photo of me. I'm very shy. Tyler Page. It sounds like a stage name, though. Mm. It sounds like a name you yeah. chose, which is I think. Well, cool. Whenever I describe my name to someone, it's like Tyler, like the boy Tyler, and Page, like a page you write on. <laughs> and my middle name is Jean, like Tyler spelled Jean like Page. Jean, like the jeans that you wear. So nice. I'm like, that's just that's amazing. That's perfect. <laughs> we recently had the the privilege of not only being at your EP launch, which mm-hmm. would have been fantastic in and of itself, but also working with you on filming your EPK and, and getting to know you uh, as an artist, which has been, which was so, so much fun and, and a project that we all loved working on. Um, Kyra was one of the videographers. Jared was the editor, the, nice. the man behind the machine. Um <laughs> So I thought that would be fun because you two haven't actually ever yeah. met properly, but yeah. Jared's watched um, a lot of your my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually weird. It feels like I've known you for a while. I know. That's how... Well, at least that's a good impression that I could give Well, off. you're assuming, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. He, 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 he is here, so, so, so it has been a good impression. Um, you recently released your debut EP, mm-hmm. Game Over, um, and to what has so far been seen uh, at least as i've seen to very good reception from the industry at large from your audience 
what has the process of what has it been like after the release of the EP with you know you did the EP launch at the aquarium insert video here um, <laughs> shame Kara well no you'll end up doing yeah. it <laughs> sorry Jared <laughs> at least you've got the so video Jared. at least you know what everything is um, what has that process been like after the release of your debut EP I had a really good reception and I didn't think that I would. Well, I'm not going to say like, I think my music's really bad, but I didn't think. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think that a lot of people would like it. And to why know did you make it? Because I'm, I make music for the love of making okay. music. I don't, okay. I'm not good dead on. to so like. Are you not pleasing anyone else besides yourself? No. Okay. Like Fair I'm enough. not trying to be famous. I'm just doing, I love the art of music, mm. you know, so I'm not trying to impress anyone but me mm. and my dad and my mom amen <laughs> <laughs> to that yeah but i mean it's been amazing and the love that i've received it's been crazy but it's overwhelming at the same time mm. because i'm the type of person that i don't like attention at all like i hate being in the spotlight <laughs> and that's kind of weird yeah especially in the industry that i'm in to not be in the spotlight in certain in certain situations, but it's it's been good, yeah. I'm um, yeah, very glad to hear it. the performance was, yeah, performance was incredible. Thank it looked you. it looked so gorgeous. I was um, so nervous. Oh my days, I was freaking the freak out because <laughs> that was my first performance. Yeah, no, was it? No, it wasn't your first like. It was my first, first performance of the EP and in of general. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. like you ever. like came up during COVID. You haven't had an opportunity to play exactly. live. Have you never like, sang at school? Or no, really? I used to be in the choir. Okay. <laughs> that was so boring. I quit like <laughs> after three sessions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Listen, I was also in the choir, so that goes <laughs> to show exactly what that means. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I hadn't like, I hadn't thought about it like that. That you were you were a child of. A child of uh, a musician of COVID. Yeah, I had my 18th birthday during COVID as well, which oh, sucked. Yeah, I had my 21st as well. So oh, that very, must very have sucked. Actually, it was an amazing birthday because I just had 10 of my like 10 people who I actually wanted to see, oh, and no, we yeah, had dinner, same. and that was. Yeah. You know what? Frankly, Literally. I'm also I'm not like I don't like a big jewel. Well, actually, that's okay. No, kind no, of you're no, that's not Everyone true. I do like a big jewel, but a good jewel. <laughs> yeah. Emphasis on a good jewel. Speaking of good jewels, mm. we just got back from a good jewel. <sighs> and so and and you actually played at that good jewel. <laughs> yeah, honey. You played. <laughs> what <laughs> has? <laughs> how was that? So, tell us about tell us about making your your debut appearance. I mean, it's what not a month after your first yeah. performance. No, it playing was, at rocking the daisies. It was crazy, and fun fact: I was actually kind of late <laughs> to it because <laughs> I was camping, and our camping spot was General Three, so it was like freaking far, like a twenty-minute walk to where I performed. Twenty minutes. Twenty-minute wow. walk. I legitimately think it was about a f yeah. I mean, Damn. we were Gen Two, and it was probably a fifteen-minute walk to Did the like yeah. further like stage. Any, like, like golf carts or something. Yes, thing. they did, but only they, if you paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, not not nice. Okay. Very okay. disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to. We took some photos for myself and kiddos cover because mm. we're releasing it, oh, which is really cool. cool. So we took some photos, and I wasn't ready to perform, so I had to go all the way back to my camping, which was at like three, and I had mm. to be at the station at three where I was performing. Yeah. I had to be at that three. <laughs> <laughs> already Wild. I'm late and then I had to get done do my hair whatever then go all the way back when I, when I tell you 
I nearly passed out. Wow. It it was so hot. It, my mm. face was literally so red, and I was like, I need water, mm. please. I was dying. So you played you played the Maybelline station. Yes. Hey. yes. What was that? I mean, like I I watched performances in there, but only. DJ performances. Yeah. What was it like playing it live? It was really cool. Like, listen, like a DJ performance, everyone comes because it's just like mm. music that anyone can jam to. So it's difficult to have like a proper artist performance in such a small thing that's not secluded, but you can't really like, there's no music to draw you into that mm. place. Mm. So it was difficult to get a big crowd in there. But the people that were in there were amazing. What time was the set? Like four? Four to mm. five. Yeah. Yeah. Kiddo was amazing. <coughs> like, geez, the way that man can, like, control a crowd mm. and is, it was amazing just watching him. But my performance with him was pff, mad. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even, Fuck I'm yeah. not trying to boost my own, like, bubble. No, that's burst my own bubble. I know what you're getting at. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. We even know what you're getting at. Yeah. It's the end of a long day. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to get English right all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was really good. It was so much fun and singing with someone, especially it was my first Daisies that I've been to and the first time performing, which was really crazy to me. Like, not many people can say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's no. incredible. Very few people get yeah, to say that. Yeah. So <laughs> it was crazy. Who was your, what was your highlight performance for you that you saw of, of other people? Uh, there the was two DJs. I'm okay, not going to lie. I thought lie. you were going to say Kalani and I was like, except Kalani. Because I feel like that's most people's yeah, answer. But I would say um, Max Harrell and Iman Beck. Okay, yes. You're like Max Harrell. Yeah. Both Apparently his set was amazing. incredible. <gasps> you guys, it was so amazing. Apparently there was a ton of development that went into like that yeah. set specifically. Okay. I can't remember who it was that I saw, but it was like someone I respect in the music industry was like, shout out to Max for that set yeah. because, wow. No, he was amazing. And just being in there with like, it, it was in a dome. Mm. Like in, yeah. So all the lights, the, like there were smoke machines and the visuals behind them. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. I want to go back. <laughs> what what time did he did he play? <sighs> I can't even remember. Was it early hours it was in the morning? Just towards the evening. Uh, yeah, his was early was like early? in the day. Hey. That's crazy. Max Harrell during the day. Oh. May, I, I don't have any concept of time <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Was so. it light, Tyler? In there it was dark. Okay. It so was <laughs> like not Light, light, like not midday. So it was dusk. It was like evening. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. But he was, he was amazing. That's and then we got to meet him, which was really, really cool. Oh, nice. He's What's such he like? a nice guy. He's so lovely. Really? He's like this like rad DJ. And then like in person, he's like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> he's so cool. Cute. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, that, I mean, that, that for me was the takeaway from Daisy's was just, I, the, the locals mm. were so good. Yeah. So, 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 so good. I was so stoked to be like part of the South African music industry. Oh, yeah. At that, like, because the the local acts are what blew me away. Like, yeah. they were the, the performances that I like am talking about now mm. and that I'll remember were were from local acts, which is, which is really exciting. I'm trying to, this is like, this is a weird one to do a podcast on because I know the answers to all the questions <laughs> that like, <laughs> and like we've talked about it and I'm like, what? So like, there's so many things that I like want to 
yeah. talk about, but I also like know the answers to. So I'm trying to phrase them so that they come out interesting for, um, <laughs> for for everyone else. I think, yeah, shame. I must remember that not everyone has the same level of of insight as we do. Um, <laughs> give people some some context into how you started out in or, or got into the music industry and and got your label deal and and subsequently the ep i literally started off with social media that was the be all and end all of my music career up to this day i was always too shy to post on social media like i would send voice notes to my boyfriend of me singing and he'd be like tyler what the hell like this is really good and i'm like <laughs> are you sure like are you not listening to something have your else? parents never told you you're such a good singer or did you just yes. think oh it's my parent no they yes but they did say that but that's exactly what i thought oh, like okay. you're mm. my mom you're my dad like you have to kind <laughs> yeah. of say that you can't drag me down as a parent but um yeah off of social media and i didn't even i made a video of me playing ukulele in my room and I didn't even post it. My boyfriend posted it. <laughs> he was yeah, he was like, Tyler, whatever, don't do it. I'm gonna do it. If you don't do it, I'm gonna so do it. So he posted it on Instagram. On his Instagram. Yeah, it's on his one. Okay. And then like Johnny Apple saw it, Jethro Tate, mm-hmm. all these people, and then Jethro messaged me on Instagram, he's like, Let's do a studio session together. And I was like, Honey, what's a studio? What is that? How's that work? Yeah, and then I did a studio session with him. And then one of the guys that were there, he mentioned my name to Bad Future. And then they signed me. And then two years, or it was like a year and a bit later, I signed with Warner Africa in November last year. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. (laughs) It's been a journey. That's where I am right now. (laughs) It's been a journey. I mean, one thing we we chatted about, or Jared, did you have something you wanted to ask? One thing we we kind of chatted about when we were filming (coughs) the interviews for you for your EPK was was you know your relationship with social media and Mm. and your perspective on Mm. social media usage, and we didn't get to go into it, and it's obviously something that requires a bit more time and and nuance. So here we are. Let's talk about that because I think it's it's an important conversation to have, especially in the context. Lol, there's cops. Thanks, Dury. Um, and just end the end it afterwards so it doesn't. Yeah, nice. Don't know if you guys can hear that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about yeah the role that social media obviously the, it's played a critical role in your career so far, mm-hmm. but. Your actually, yeah, your personal kind of perception of social media and the role that it that it plays in, not only obviously it it can be an incredibly useful tool as it has been for you, but there's so many um, other factors that we don't talk about enough, mm-hmm. and and there's so many other impacts it can have. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to get your your thoughts on that. Listen, I don't like social media. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, listen, I need it for my career. But mm. if I didn't need it, I would 100% not use it. Mm. Not, It's not like a lust or anything. But in my generation, I'm sure even... Are we in the same generation? Yes, Tyler. Yeah, we're, we're like are. two years apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I feel so we fucking old. <laughs> I feel so aged. <laughs> Sorry, I literally don't know anything about <laughs> these no. things, guys. <laughs> so but in our generation, social media can damage a person. Like, mm. one photo can literally just throw a p- person's mm. day off completely. Mm. So true. Yeah. You so know? true. And social media is just so damaging 
in such a weird way. Mm. And that's so many people I see, so many people are taking breaks from social media. And it's because they see things from other people and they're like, I really want that or I wish I looked like that. Mm. Because mm. they don't and they don't feel pretty. And mm. I just, I don't know. It's, I'm not a big fan mm. of that as- aspect. No, I mean, I there's yeah i mean i use social media very sparingly i think that's the thing it's like it's I a think tool you just don't have time <laughs> yeah okay that's true, true. that's true I, I just go on instagram to reshare things from kaya <laughs> no. and the kaya cafe and friends of mine like that's <laughs> i go on and do my share window and then i bugger off again for the rest of the day by instagram yeah exactly um I think yeah, it's it's interesting because there's so much good that also gets done mm. through social media, and there's obviously it has it's a huge. I think that it's a hugely powerful tool mm. to be used, and and that's good, and it it should be used for that. And I think the problem comes in when people start to correlate it with you know this is real life, this is what my you know yes. my value is correlated to how things appear on social media. That's when when the issue you know, tends to come in, <clears throat> but you've, you've touched on it. You touched on it in your EPK and I'm glad we kept the, you know, those mm-hmm. bits in because I think it's really important to talk about mental health. And, yes. um, I know it's something that, that you hold quite close to your heart and it's something that we really like to talk about on, on the podcast and, you know, especially for people in the creative industry, because it's a very, a very present mm. um, issue, uh, which you touched on as well. What has been, uh, how do you think your mental health has has changed, for the better or for the worse, over this journey of being, you know, discovered on social media, becoming um, a legitimately recognised and and. Um, you know, I wanted, there's a really good word I want to use <laughs> that I can't find, but like respected young artist in the industry. How has that impacted the way that you look at your mental health is maybe a better way of, of putting it. To be honest, I'm a very anxious person. I get anxiety a lot. And regarding social media, you like especially the industry that I'm in, you can't, it's not like, a nice thing to show people that you aren't feeling good that day. So a lot of the time, mm-hmm. like if I do feel anxious, I still have to post on social media, like I'm having such a great day. Mm. Like, you know, when actually like behind the camera, I'm literally about to burst into tears, mm. wow. you know, like it's just not a nice thing. And I commend artists that are doing that 24 seven because the industry is hard. Like, I don't think people like, People know every industry is difficult. Like whatever you're doing is difficult. But an artist, you have to, you can't, not that you can't show weakness. It's just that you have this um, reputation and you can't really just show people that you're not doing okay. Because then a lot of people. I was going to ask, why do you, why do you think that you, you can't? Because I Mm. think that's when a lot of questions start to be asked. Okay. Like, why aren't you okay? Did you break up with your boyfriend? Uh, Did someone die? You know, Mm. stuff like that. Like, you, uh, social media isn't a place, in my opinion, where you can be yourself. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Mm. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a difficult. Do you still find yourself like, uh, looking at the amount of likes you get and your followers going up every and down. Day. Yeah. Every day. Every wow. day. Yeah. Like if I post a video on TikTok and it gets like 
a certain amount of views. I'm like, but I really love, like I put an effort mm. into this thing. Like, mm. why am I not getting more views? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the, I spoke about it on a previous podcast between, uh, about inputs and outputs. Mm. Like back in the like industrial revolution, when people are working in factories, you know. I mean, people still work in factories, but <laughs> yeah. like that was the job, you know. Mm. You put in a certain amount of hours and then you get your pay for those yeah. hours. In today's day and world, especially in the creative industry, you can like put your heart and soul into something, Literally. but it won't always mm. get the same output. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if you're doing it for yourself, like it shouldn't really matter like the, like what everyone thinks of it. But at the same time, it's almost like you need that validation because mm. you're like, okay, what I'm doing is really good so I can carry on. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, it's, it's fundamentally, it's like we can all talk about like, you know, yes, you're doing it for yourself. Yes. And, and it's, you make music to please what you, mm. you know, want out of it. But ultimately, you don't have a career mm. unless other people fuck with it yeah, as well. 100%. So you are, comp you know, for better or for worse completely dependent on whether other people like your mm. shit or not and and that comes down to whether other people like you or not as as a brand or as a as a you know as an artist in the public eye but like i i want to touch on the you know that you feel you can't be vulnerable do you think your audience would receive you differently or, or negatively if you you know were to be more vulnerable with them do you think that's what would happen or or, or is there just a fear of that or yeah I, I your point about the questions was was a, a really interesting perspective that i hadn't kind of thought about it's just like yeah. i actually just don't want to be asked about that by a million people yeah i think it is a fear because if you're going through something you don't want to like a bunch of people asking you what's going on because you know when you're like on the verge of crying and someone asks you are you okay <laughs> that pushes you over the edge like that's mm. when you just break down mm. you know like some things you just got to keep personal in your family or your friends yeah. like the whole world doesn't need to know mm. you mm. know but it's difficult because i don't know you could be smiling in a person but crying behind the camera mm. and that's just a really sad <coughs> thing for me to think about mm. what's your take on and and your perspective on your the importance potentially to people in your fan base or who are a part of your audience who you know i mean look it we're talking about our generation so many people have anxiety mm. or depression or, or some semblance of anxiety at least we live in an incredibly stressful physical social political mm. climate um do you think there's something to be said or, or that your audience would gain value from? And I mean, the thing is you do talk about it and, you know, that's really, you know, fantastic in and of its own right. But for you to be a, able to feel that you can be more honest about that or more like upfront about it on social media when you are feeling like, do you think that would also help you or does do you think it's just... I don't actually just want to deal with the question. So it's like, I'm not. I don't necessarily think it would help me posting mm. it on social media, but it could help someone else to know that someone else feels the same mm. way that they do. Mm. But for me, I'm the type of person that just keeps things mm. to me. Like, I don't want to put my problems onto someone else. Mm. Unless I'm like literally like on the edge, dude, that I'm like, please help me. <laughs> See, Tyler, you and me are similar in that way. Yeah. And I was recently told that I need to not be doing that kind of thing. 
and I need to be it's unhealthy. Apparently, it's not good for you. <laughs> don't know what you mean. Here. My back is not a complete, absolute <laughs> mess of knots and whatever from holding all of my strain in. Not in the slightest. What do you mean? Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I I hadn't thought about the the perspective of, you know, I'm open to talking about it, but mm-hmm. I actually just don't want to be putting it out there just so I don't have to engage with it because yeah. that, you know, is almost like re-traumatizing the mm. same thing in. Mm. And I think that leads into kind of people's perspective on on people in the public eye mm. and how, you know, I don't think, and, and I'm saying I don't think we think about it enough because it's not something that I thought about is if an artist puts something like that out and you send them a, a, a genuinely very yeah. well-intentioned message mm. to say, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Like, how re-traumatizing or, or you know... Re- it's almost like relive that moment. Yeah, and every time that that happens and just like a reminder to people that all of the celebrities, artists, whatever, are human beings as well. And even when they're being real about their shit, mm. like, would you want everyone in your life to actually message you and ask you about it or you know do you just want some some simple acknowledgement and to to feel seen um <laughs> talking about your your followers do you have some like die hard oh Tyler yeah page, right? really i really do it it's so <laughs> funny to <laughs> like me like fan pages no i don't have any fan pages but like die i'll start hard. i'll start it up yeah i do like i have like two or three <laughs> like what what tell us a story like what's the craziest thing they've like said or no, it's just like, there's this guy from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely watching the podcast. Yeah. Like every single song or anything, and he's like, oh my gosh, I love that. Hi from Mexico. And I'm like, hi, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so, so wholesome. Cute. That's so the cutest cute. thing ever. A little cross-cultural, cross-border <laughs> appreciation. We love it. Clearly the music's making its way overseas, which is yeah, it's very amazing. exciting. Where yeah. is your like... I'm sure you've looked at your, mm, like, yes. your, or your, where's, besides South Africa, where's the biggest? Weirdly enough, the Ukraine wow. and Turkey. Interesting. I Super think interesting. it was Turkey who had the most. That's really interesting. About South Africa. Yeah. Really? Almost. I don't know. It was either like on the same level. I don't know. But Turkey was way up there. That's yeah. Like, especially on TikTok, most of my viewers are from Turkey. That's very interesting. I wonder why. Mm. I know. Me too. <laughs> You're clearly appealing to a particular subset of the Turkish social media market, <laughs> which is interesting, but good yeah. for you, I guess. Have you traveled anywhere? No. Outside of South Africa? Never. Inside South Africa? Only inside, and that's literally been to Durban and Joburg. She wasn't yeah. lying. So I've literally gone nowhere. So what, world, world tour soon? Yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is the next... What's coming next music-wise? Um, whether it's... Are you doing a few shows now? Are you I'm working on your projects? I do more shows. Okay, well, I've got a show for you to do. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Okay, it chips me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely want to perform more. I love performing. Like, the literally two ta- three times that I've performed. <laughs> I sound like such a loser, guys. <laughs> like, the yeah, three no, no. times. Yeah, three times, but one of them was the aquarium and one of them was Daisy. Exactly. So, like, quality over quantity <laughs> clearly is the and name I of the game. And I performed at this business gig. Oh, okay, so third on the list, clearly. Yeah, but it was 
it was good, but like, wow. Corporate gigs. Literally. Corporate I couldn't deal with myself. Like, I'll perform two songs and wait two hours, perform another two, two hours, another two, two wait, hours, what? wait. That's what? exhausting. That's weird. Wow. Yeah. Why did that happen? Because it was the, it was an awards um, award ceremony, so everyone was handing out awards to these people. Yeah, the whole day. Yeah, from like, it started at seven. I only ate dinner at one o'clock in the morning. So can you... Yeah, I can see. I yeah, can see. That's it just was not liquor. <laughs> that's a tiring set. It like that's a horrible. Tiring. That's horrible. To have you got to get that bag. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that corporate mm-hmm. corporate gigs always provide considerably more they by way of provide. bag in general. Yeah, they do yeah. just they provide. Meant to give. But then it's just gen- yeah, a dodgy performance, like a dodgy context usually. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a traditional performance, but. By any extension of the yeah, of and the no, no one really cared that I was there, <laughs> which sucked. Like, really, were they like, oh, background music? No, were they watching lies. you perform? Oh, they were just like, no, I was just like there doing my thing, and everyone's like chatting, doping, eating, and I'm wow. like, wow, <laughs> thank you so much. You really had quite a spectrum of performances over your three <laughs> yeah. gigs, that's for sure. Um, another thing that you meant that we chatted about uh, that didn't end up going to the EPK. Um, which I thought was really interesting was um, you spoke quite passionately about men's mental health, mm. and oh, yeah. and wow. and you you touched on some really interesting points that that I think yeah we generally just need to talk about men's mental health yeah a shitload more, um, but yeah I mean I I, f- I found that interesting obviously not being one um, that it was something that meant so much to you as a, you know, yeah. everyone's mental health should mean a lot more to yeah. everybody. But yeah, I mean, expand on that because that, that was interesting and, and you had some interesting points. It's just, there's, uh, I don't know, there's mental health and then there's men's mental health, mm. you know, like, wow. It's true though. Mm. Like <laughs> no one, men's mental health isn't spoken about like at all. Like I've mm. probably never seen anyone speak about men's mm. mental health and it's so crazy to me because men's mental health is so crazy mm. like it's huge and it's just it's something that is so traumatic because men it's not that men don't know how to speak about their emotions it's just that they were brought up not to mm. you know like grow up have balls son mm. stop mm. crying that's a girl mm. thing like you kick like a girl, mm. like just mm. like little jabs like that, mm. you know, like it, it traumatizes a man when they start growing up. And I think that's how a lot of relationships can also end mm. because communication is also a really big thing in relationships. Mm. And when you can't communicate to your partner, why are you feeling in a certain mm. way? No one's going to understand. Mm. And it's going to be like, okay, if you mm. are done, mm. you know, and a lot of men, because they aren't brought up the same way that girls are, that it is okay to cry and it is okay to, you know, hug a friend and just be there in the moment. Like, I never see any of my guy friends hug each other to be like, are you okay, dude? Like, okay, yeah, not in that way. I was about to say, I hug all my guy friends. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't yeah, hug them but in that exactly sense. what I'm saying. Like, if my well, girlfriend is crying. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, like, I don't think specifically hugging someone and asking them are you okay as as a man you know what i mean yeah you don't have to do that 
something similar would be like similar to how it would be mm-hmm. like okay i'll take you for a beer boy i'm gonna talk about this yeah. for me that's the same you get me <laughs> no i do get you <laughs> I, I, no i do I and, and, and like obviously you know no one has the same mm, way that they want the to same. be cared for and like spoken I can with. say the same to my girlfriend. Like, let's have a girls' night, have a glass of wine, <coughs> do face masks, mm. you know? But I don't think there's ever that conversation between two guys to say, like, dude, let's sit down. What's going on? Cry on my shoulder. I have, I have space for you to lay your tears. Let's cry together, you know? Mm. Like... Yes, I've seen those mm. situations mm. when people are drunk, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but never while. Yeah, no, I get you. Know, you it is. It is true. It yeah. Is true. yeah, I mean, like I think I think what that comes down to, and obviously it's not, it's not that it never happens, you know. Yeah. Like, and I think like I'm very lucky that I have male friends where where we have cried with one another mm. and being there for one another mm. and and the the power and the vulnerability and everything that comes from that is is immense and it doesn't affect like it doesn't affect our relationship other yeah. than to strengthen mm. it um but that being said i think there is still such a huge pressure for men even men who are more conscious of their own emotions mm. and the play, and you know the fact that they are entitled to feel those things and yeah. they are entitled like there's still such intense pressure to not do that regardless yeah. or to kind of just like sit on it and eat it yeah. and just like you know other people are dealing with their shit there's no space for yeah. me to to put mine down there and i think i mean i think it's a very common thing of like feeling like you can't be a burden mm. you can't be someone who is going to take time from somebody else's day to, because, and I mean, like I say this because I know I feel like that sometimes where it's like, you just have to, you know, you don't want to be an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. You don't want to, you know, ruin the vibe. You don't want to put anything else onto anyone else's plate. Um, and as, as, as true, you know, and, and as hard as, and as toughly ingrained that is into, Mm society and how we deal with one another like we have to get out of that headspace because it's killing so many men oh no at a ridiculous ridiculous rate it really is and yeah like and yeah i mean it comes down there's so it's yeah (laughs) there's so many incredibly complex factors that we just don't understand and it's also self-perpetuating and then you have Men who are told by their fathers that they can cry, so then they don't know how to parent their sons yes. to be able to, or you know, and ultimately, yeah. I also feel like I just lost my thought now. Like in relationships, it's like it's, it's all going back to like how men were brought up mm-hmm. back in mm-hmm. the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like in relationships, men need to be the like wear the mm-hmm. pants, be the strong mm-hmm. person. Like, they can't go to their partner and be like, honey, I'm not doing well today because they need to be the person that's like, mm. Mm. you know what I'm trying to say? Grounded. Like, they can't be vulnerable because they need to be that person that's mm. keeping everything together. Yeah. And I feel like there's such a weight on men's shoulders not mm. to be vulnerable because it's also like, it's a weird thing to see yeah. in our society, yeah. which is so sad. Yeah. And it should not be like that. Yeah. At all. No, I mean, and and you make a good point. I think it's, <coughs> and I mean, d- personal. It's about me and Gina's relationships. I'll have to watch this back and check that she's fine with it. But 
even and and this is in a relate i'm just using it as as an example in a relationship where i'm you know very in tune with how i feel i Mm. don't have any problem conceptually expressing my emotions being honest about when i'm not feeling good Mm. and i will do it you know when the opportunity makes sense but at the same time and 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 in a relationship with an incredible woman who's so open mm-hmm. to having those conversations and so supportive of that and me and in a space where I can be vulnerable and I can cry and I know that doesn't affect anything. All of that aside, in like as a, a man who's conscious of all of those things in a relationship with mm-hmm. a woman who's aware of the importance of I still so often won't talk or like mm. won't voice how I'm feeling or won't do anything just because there's something else going on and it's stressing, you know, stressing us both out or mm. there's some, there's other stuff that's happening in her life that means her yeah. plate is full. And I'm like, I can't, I can't take space there mm. because you know, you you know, your plate is yeah. full, mm. but so often it ends up happening and, obviously nothing you know i'm not placing blame for anyone on that it's just the the extent to which there's this pressure on men to feel that is that my point is in that example like that's the best case scenario Mm -hmm. is that i've been brought up in a school and in a with friends and where i feel comfortable doing that and my partner's receptive to it and i know it doesn't affect how she perceives me as a man or like i still won't Mm -hmm. and then in that context, it's like, how hard must it be then for men who Don't weren't brought that. up that way, yeah. weren't brought up with oh, yeah. a mother who told them that it was okay for them, weren't brought up with a father who told my dad, like, has always told me that it's okay to cry and that mm. there's not, you know. And the fact that I still sit with mm. all of that societal pressure is what makes me so, like, passionate mm. about having the conversation mm. because if it's that bad for me, yeah, like, it's got to be so much worse for everyone else because mm. I'm mm. sitting in the best case yeah, and it's still so hard and I still don't do it mm. and I still won't, you know, raise mm. certain things and yeah. I'll wow. carry stress to the, until it absolutely, because I don't want to be a burden mm. on somebody else. And I think that's like, we have to change that thinking is like, yeah. no, you're not being a burden. Like, you're just a human being with feelings Literally. that need to be acknowledged and and dealt with and you can't deal yeah. with it all on your own. We're literally all the same, man or woman. We still feel emotions. Yeah. Like it literally does not though. matter. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But definitely. explain how. I'm keen to know. I mean, mm. I think from a biological point of view, mm. I feel like women are w- way more emotional than a man. I think women are more emotional and men are more how can I say, like, logical, mm. if that makes sense. Like, I need to get something done, okay, let me get done. But not only in that sense, mm. but, like, you just think about the end goal, not what happens in between, yeah. if that makes sense. So, so I mean, and, and, and I hear you on that, yeah. but is that, is that something that's inherent or is it something that's just so deeply society ingrained? Because I know wow. I'll, I'll do the same thing because yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like... I'll just chew it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how unhealthy I'm feeling, how sore I am, how exhausted I am, how, as an int- like, I'm an ambivert. So, what's an ambivert? Someone who's introverted, in- introverted and extroverted. And extroverted. Mm. Oh, that's so, you know, me. yeah. yeah I didn't exactly. Even know that word. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're changing. Are you an ambivert as well? I think so. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think most, I mean, it's like most things, like you're probably not one or the other exclusively. <laughs> you're probably somewhere in the middle. Um, but like sometimes I'll just be exhausted of human beings, but just, I'll actually just go, no, I've got something to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to chew it and I'm going to get it done and I will get it done mm-hmm. and I can chew it. And I can do that a lot for a long time through, you know, an insane amount of work and stress and all of that. And I can do that. Mm. I think anyone but, can do that. But yeah. yeah, and but it takes a lot of stamping down shit oh, so yeah, that definitely. one doesn't deal with it. And and to your point, what I wonder is if we've done that so much and because mm. of societal pressure that's gotten mm. so bad, it's become so inherent and so trained that it feels like that's just how we respond biologically. Because... Mm. I, I mean, there yeah. the, the also could be a biological element, but it's it's interesting to... I, I, and there's definitely differences in how we react. Yeah. Different hormones also do affect how you process emotion. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so obviously there's hormonal differences biologically. So there will be that difference. Yeah. But I suppose it's, it's very, very slight mm. in terms of like... Um, like the mother, female needs to be mm. more caring mm. and things mm. like that to look mm. after the baby. So if you look at it in that point... Mm probably very slight mm. in terms of yeah there'll be some yeah, there's always definitely yeah. society yeah from society yeah, it's yeah mm. so much training to just like and and it works like you can do it and you can put men through a lot and they can just chew it yeah. and wow. get through but, but, but surely you get to a point and that's where you're like and that's the I problem physically cannot mm. that's a problem and, yeah. uh, and I think that yeah. is exactly the point. And then you have people, you know, yeah. where you like, don't have relationships. For me, if I need to do something, I'll get it done. But mm. I'm like, I can, I'll still feel really bad. Mm. But I still get what I need to do done. Mm. But when I'm done, I'm like, <laughs> okay, scheduled mm. breakdown for five pm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah. after I'm done everything, let's just let everything out and carry on. Yeah. Mm. But that's what I feel like men don't know. Don't give yeah. ourselves the permission to. I've never done that. Yeah. yeah. No, me neither. Mm. I'm like, like <laughs> I've got one like, thing done. I've got another yeah. thing to get done. Like, <laughs> I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Momentum, baby. <laughs> no, like, I'll be like, Tyler, you need to cry. <laughs> no, it's true. A cry is so oh, good for you. So don't beneficial. You, don't you think the concept of like, like physically crying doesn't make sense to me? Why do you... I know. It freaks me out too. Why do your eyes there's water? A, you do, there's a... You get toxin released through your tears. So it, it literally is shedding toxins. So if I sweat, is it the same thing? Well, yes, that's why that's why so people go to a nice sauna session. Well, that's shop. that's why people do like it's. I mean, saunas yeah. are not physical. They're, I thought that was just. To I mean, it. yes, it is, but it is. It's mental as well, dude. I okay. literally Hold thought on, it was urea through your eyes. This is urea. Uh, no, I don't know if it's specifically urea. There's different toxins, but I I know there's that you release. There's lots of ways your body gets re- get rid of toxins. It's not just through urea. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, Sorry, you don't a- piss through your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, I, I, I read something once about there's a reason why you like it's a, a way to release. Does anyone's like eyes that. get itchy after they cry? Yeah, that's I've, just because you lose lubrication. I've cried oh, that's like it was twice toxins, no? in my adult life. Jared, we need to get you to have Jared. a few more cries. No, we need to twice. actually just have twice. like a group session where we just cry <laughs> for you guys. No, no but I, like, I just physically don't. Like, I can be how upset or sad about that something. is like so okay another how thing. do you let mm. your emotions out i drink <laughs> <laughs> and therein lies <laughs> 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 no 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 i'm joking I, I, I'll, 
I'll go to gym. I'll exercise. Mm. I, I, I also like that was huge for me as well. Through high school, that was like my release. It was where I like it's what you do to get rid of everything. Just lift some heavy shit. Yeah. And then you put it down again and then you repeat. And it's to uh, me, if I go to gym, it's because I'm angry. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but like, not you if, I, not if I'm like anxious and I need to let off my emotions. Like, if I'm angry at something, I'll be like, Ooh. no, but, <laughs> but Tyler, don't you get it? We've been taught that the only valid emotion men can have is anger. So Sorry, you convert everything that. into anger and then you go to gym. And then yeah. go no, fight your demons in the gym. Yeah, go fight your demons and, <laughs> and then come out. But I mean, uh, it's true, and 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 I think I mean you made a joke about you drink, but I think a lot of men do do that because yeah. it's the only state in which it's societally acceptable for you to be emotional, for Literally. you to for you to be cry. more or to cry or to be loud or to be. It's the it's the state where you're societally excused from doing that. And it's, so you it's just get like, away oh with no, it. he's drunk. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's, it's an like excuse. Whatever. It's an excuse. Yeah. And. And I think so many men are so pressured into not ever deviating from the baseline mm. that mm. you have to find a way, like give yourself an excuse to to do that where you can... Also, it's an excuse and it's it's a protective mechanism for if anyone says anything. Yes. They're like, it's man, like, no, you were really drunk, vulnerable dude, last like, night. You're like, oh, I'm drunk. Yeah. I wasn't, wow. I'm not actually I vulnerable. What that. do you mean? That's I don't remember yeah. that. Are you making it up? And it's low-key super deep. It is yeah. though, dude. Like it's so sad though. Mm. At 100%. the same time, hundred percent. Because, yeah, and and it is a thing of, you know, you do get taught that your emotions and vulnerability is a weakness, and mm. you, you know, if you can't do it on your own, if you can't handle it on your own, it's because you're too weak. And it's like, no, dude. Like, we live in the most. We, we live in the most stressful time in human history for, mm. you know, mm. so many different reasons. And, I mean, there's a lot of biology that goes into the fact that we are not supposed to deal with the stress and the the global angst of 8 billion people. You're not mm. built to do that. You're built to handle like 100, 150 people's shit at a push and that's like supposed to be the like that's like a limit. lot for me to think about though <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's called I was in your village, yeah no, 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 no but that's the thing I, it's someone's number i forget what the number it's it's like uh, some social scientist went and, and figured it out i must yeah i can't remember the name but there's it's, also some crazy fact that everybody is seven people away from everyone yeah i heard it was six but no but you can try it because yeah. as soon as you start yeah you're at you're at most six relationships away from anyone else in the world Whoa. wait, wait i'm trippy. so confused i'm so, like so trippy so like i'm seven <coughs> people away from like michael jordan or like christian like seven Ronaldo. connections yeah so but like i know so and so who knows so and so who knows so and so who knows michael jordan so it's yeah that's so crazy someone down this you can know justin bieber is that what you say you're six you're six connections away from justin bieber so if you just talk to the right people you could end up talking to justin bieber you just say yeah you just find each person in the list to get to that that's person. That's crazy. But that's where you're probably a lot closer than that, frankly. You're yeah, in the music industry. You're signed with Morning Music. You're probably like two to three I people am away. I one of your connections. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably two. No, but seriously, you're probably two to three people away. Like connections away. Think about it. You Could know, be, uh, if you, you know, Paul probably knows someone who 
works with his label who probably true. knows his manager who knows him that is so true wow in no fact i would suggest you follow happens. that and see if it works yeah. <laughs> find the person that paul knows at his label and see if yeah. you get anywhere maybe meet some people i, s- honey. I see you have uh. some tattoos um specifically um. speaking about the one on your wrist i know oh, this well. one yeah, yeah what uh you can't see is it there right a now. story? <laughs> is there a story? It's some um, people have stories. It's a song, right? Yes, what? it's the waveform for "Don't Believe the Aliens." My first single that I've ever dropped. Okay, oh. that's Sick. cool. Yeah. Sick. I designed it myself. You want the waveform? <laughs> no, <the laughs> I was gonna say. You, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> no, the waveform is from yeah. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. And it's like just a little alien. Cute. Do you have any other tattoos? I have this one, but it's really badly done. Don't look at it, please. Okay. <laughs> Mine it also says, has. It little says bits. everything happens for a reason, oh. but it's really badly done, and I'm still hacking the man to redo Clean it, it but up. he's just blanking me, and I'm like, that's fine. Dude, fix Tyler's tattoo. <laughs> otherwise, we'll, otherwise we'll call you out on the podcast. Good yeah. luck, jokes. I'm not making threats. Everyone relax. Chill. <laughs> I won't actually do it. It's just for Are the bit. Are you planning on getting any more? Do you want to Oh, get I more? want so many. Mm. I have so many planned. Tattoos are expensive, honey. <laughs> Tattoos are expensive. expensive. Right now? I have like seven planned. <laughs> oh, let's What's it. the next one? I want to get my parents' birth dates in Roman numerals. Mm. Okay. On your so ribs. sweet. Yeah. And these on these ribs because it's close to my heart. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> That's so cringe. I'm so sorry. <laughs> At least you said it. <laughs> No, but it's like sometimes cringe things are just cringe because everyone does it, but that's beca- just because it's actually cute. So mm. it's like. It is cute, guys. Come it is, on. Yeah, it like, is cute. I, like, uh, like I legitimately, I, I would love to get, and like, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever actually get it because it is like quite a cringe one. <laughs> but like um, the like heart with your mum, <laughs> like a heart and mum. But like you have to get it on your on your chest. on your cup. <laughs> no, you get it on the. You have to sh- no. You have to shave yeah, your head and then get that. the heart with mum. Get a tattoo on the side of my head and then like. You have a lot of tattoos. I have just these. Oh. Yeah. Tell me about them, honey. These. Mm. Well, it's uh, technically only one. Oh, that's stunning, though. Um, um, mm. <laughs> that's um, stunning. But no, it's literally. I just like saw a bunch of inspiration. Mm. On like Pinterest and stuff. Yeah. This is like my first tattoo, so I was fucking. You were working yeah. hard I was on mm. Pinterest. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they all. So there's the snake around the hand. So the snake was separate, the hand, and then the butterfly with the skull in it. Cute. And I was like, gave it to the artist, and I was like, put it together. That Sick. is so yeah. cute. Mm. I also really want a snake. I want a snake so badly, but on my hand. Ooh. Like going onto your yeah. okay, that would be sick. That'd yeah. be sick. Oh my goodness, I want that so badly. Then just it's do my it. dream. Just do it. Um, otherwise, Honey, with will... what money? <laughs> I need to like. Come I'm on, about to start begging on the streets. We get you. I'll um, get you a gig and tickets it and then make money off it. I just need someone to sponsor me with a tattoo. <laughs> we have a tattoo artist literally working in here at the moment. So, <laughs> literally honey, in like what is here. going on? <laughs> um, That's we'll crazy. put you in touch. Get in touch. Shout mm-hmm. out Ooms Pokes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Check out Ooms on Instagram because she's an absolute legend and the algorithm's being a bitch. Ooms Pokes, um, check out Tyler Page. I was, yeah, I'm getting <laughs> there. Right, I was obviously going to do your one. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the one in context. Um, sure, time has flown. 
That was wild. I did not realize we were that far in. Oh. Have I misread the number? No, I haven't. Where's, where's the number? 50, bro. Damn. Deep. That went, yeah, that went quickly. Did we be talking for 50 minutes? Yeah. Hectic. That's right? I actually wanted 15. to ask you about your favorite song and what's been... Okay, well, ask yeah. let's do them quickly. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a few, like, quick fire quick fun By ones. the way, I downloaded your EP the day after. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. It's, yeah. And I'm yeah. a diehard yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, what, what, what song do you resonate with the most? In my EP. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, right difficult. now, at least. Right now... I would say game over because mm. it's just like I'm a woman. The song speaks that about a being banger. a woman. Mm, yeah, 100%. You know, happens. We've got some heat that one. Attitude, honey. It has so much attitude. I love it. Um, and what what was your what's your favorite one to perform at the moment? Mm. Um, either Losers Club because it's like super retro, mm. you know, like chilled vibes, mm. and um, try again. Mm. I love performing yeah, Try Again. <laughs> I love Try Again yeah. as well. My favorite is it <laughs> if it wasn't for you. <laughs> oh, no, actually, <laughs> nah. I love no. performing that one too. <laughs> I forgot about that Jared one. Jared heard that song <laughs> like 150 times. <laughs> <laughs> Editing oh, through yeah. the busking yeah. footage. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, what other, did you have any other quick questions that you wanted to ask? I think I was, yeah, I just wanted to like ask about the music and like, yeah, so you said that um, the engagement's been good. You were, like, pleasantly surprised by that. What song is getting the most? I don't even know. I'm, I mean, I'd assume Try Again because it's the most, like, upbeat song. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like people will just jam to it without, like, mm. knowing who the hell I am. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good d- yeah. energy, mm. high energy song, that one. But to be honest, I haven't even checked. Have you really? got on radio? Yes. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Have you done any radio interviews? Yes, honey. Who have you done? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I didn't mind. It's fine. That's a rough question to ask you right at the end. A lot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that was impractical to ask. Um, the, last, the last question I want to ask you, and it's one of my favorites, and we haven't really touched on it too much, but we've talked about it, is with imposter syndrome. Mm. And... Like feeling like, you know, like getting into the industry and feeling like oh, you yes. don't, you know, do I belong? Do mm. I, you know, do I deserve this? All of that. Um, <clears throat> I know we've talked about it, but what would be your advice to a, not to yourself, because that's always much harder, but to a young artist who is where you were a few years ago or who just loves singing but doesn't know what to do or has just started getting some traction um, and they're not sure how, you know, how they should feel about it and whether they belong, whether they deserve it. What would be your advice to that young artist who isn't sure whether they should, you know, whether they deserve a place in, in the industry? I think I'll just tell them to carry on and believe in themselves and, not care about literally anyone else but them and if they're doing what they love just carry on and if they don't know if they belong there you'll never know unless you try Mm. you know boss (laughs) that is correct indeed that was actually me Mm. if i didn't try on social media i wouldn't be here right now you know try and try again (laughs) 
Um, that was smooth. Um, on that note, I think we'll wrap things up so that it's a nice, relatively tight episode. Game over. Game over, indeed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Peanut Gallery. Um, Tyler, thank you so much for spending time with us and thank joining you. us and sharing your energy and, and, and your story with us. Um, thank you, everybody, those who have watched or listened thus far. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for staying with us. Um, make sure you like and subscribe. We and will be commenting. Comment. Oh, yeah. What are we commenting? Comment your favorite song from the EP. Yeah. Comment your favorite song from Tyler's mm. EP. Um, and yeah, like, subscribe, share, share the episode with your friends. Follow Tyler. Yeah, I was yes, <laughs> Follow Tyler. Uh, her link will be in the description. Follow all of us on Instagram because we'll also be linked in the description. <laughs> Why not? While you're at it, might as well. Um, yeah, make sure you're subscribed. Um, give us a follow so you can keep up with all the exciting things happening in, in our beautiful Cape Town creative industry. Uh, and on that note, goodbye. <laughs>